Well, good morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for February 21st, 2016. Sometimes I used to talk about uh, American Dharma holidays every month. In our society, there's different kinds of holidays, national holidays and and lesser holidays. Not lesser, but, you know, um, February, we have Valentine's Day. Um, Religiously, we have Nirvana Day, okay, Um, which is the day that uh, Gautama Buddha passed into Pali Nirvana. celebrated in the middle of February in the Mahayana tradition. Um, so every month, whatever holiday there is, which is President's Day in February too, is we could sort of link it to what kind of teachings can we derive from it? And it's particularly when if... Um, if you have children and you have family uh, in a household, you could use that as an opportunity to uh, introduce teachings, Buddhist teachings to the children, and it capitalizes on the excitement or awareness of you know, special holidays and that the teachings can be uh, personalized in many ways, and that this is a way of bringing society uh, observations, making it to to the Dharma. Well, this is, February is very early spring, you might say. It's still cold outside, and in a lot of climates, there still may be snow on the branches, I was reminded of this because uh, there's a picture in my mind about a plum plant, a branch, and plums are one of the first fruit trees to to bud out, and uh, so it's quite common to see snow on a branch and then to see some very plump uh, plum buds and maybe even some of them uh, flowers blossoming out. And in Japanese culture, uh, they associate the plum bud buds out so early, even though snow is on the branch, as a teaching of courage. So even though it's cold, boy, plum says, "Hey, I'm coming out. I'm not going to let this external environment impede my blossoming." <laughs> Something like that. And I experienced this directly 
recently because I have a plum plant in my little orchard. And yes, indeed, it's filled with pink blossoms. None of the other trees that have blossomed out yet, although you can start to see some little buds coming out. I'm not familiar with the, the order uh, of the different kind of plants, the order of budding out. Some are a little bit quicker, but uh, plum, or in Japanese it's called ume, they're the earliest, and indeed, you know, especially when you go out in the morning, cold, you really see the contrast with this very early spring, and then I think about uh, the teaching of courage and what is coldness and winter time in in uh, in life huh? and some kind of a inner spring, <laughs> you know. Instead of, of course, it's important that when the real warm temperature comes, ah, that's that's important in terms of the environment. But what this human plant teaching is is that what's also just as important is your inner blossoming out. Regardless of what temperature is or the external conditions. And sometimes we forget this and when something bad happens, we say, oh, why did this happen to me? And we forget about, hey, how can I meet this challenge? And so I thought I'd mention that in terms of I'll talk some other time on more a little bit on my oneness orchard and my Dharma garden. Uh, of course, the orchard is has nut trees and, and fruits and nuts, and uh, the garden in a separate place has uh, vegetables and um, becomes more busy with my gardening work. Okay. Well, let's take a look at. Our guest to give us the Dharma glimpse today, Charlene Soyo. She was part of the LM4, Lay Ministry 4 group, and she lives in Chicago. And um, she, her, she and her family was associated with the Buddhist Temple of Chicago, and particularly in the Girl Scouting programs and things like this. So she grew up with. Buddhist Temple of Chicago, which, of course, the, my late father, Reverend Gilme Kubose, founded in 1944. And uh, <clears throat> so she has a special relationship to our tradition. And she pre-recorded uh, her Dharma glimpse. As you know, my wife, Adrian 
administrative director of uh, our programs, contacts all the uh, our lay ministers and gives them an opportunity to give a Dharma glimpse on live Dharma Sunday. And uh, she has a list. And um, <clears throat> if they cannot do it live, then they can pre-record. And our our um, computer program that runs Live Dharma Sunday, they're always changing their logistics and uh, the procedure for hitting the button that looks different. I'm going to try it, and I hope it works. Dharma Glimpse by Shirlene Soil. Walking the Truth Path. Dhammapada in Pali is a similar experience to bowling with some very important differences. While the bowling lane is three and a half feet wide by 60 feet long, the truth path is the width of a hair and of infinite length. The bowling lane is flat, straight, and on the ground. The truth path is neither flat and straight nor rocky and winding. Rather than on the ground, It's higher than the tallest mountain with no safety net beneath. Both the bowling lane and the truth path have gutters on either side. While the bowling gutters are smaller than the lane, the truth path gutters are infinitely wide and infinitely long. The objective in bowling is to knock down 10 pins to score points. There's no way to do this if you're always in the gutters. There is no objective in walking the truth path. It is the only way to live. There is only suffering in the gutters. Anyone who is bold knows that in the beginning we spend a lot of time in the gutters. If we practice and put more effort into it, we spend more time on the lane and less in the gutters. Walking the truth path is the opposite. In the beginning, as infants and children, we naturally walk the truth path crying, laughing, burping, farting without self-consciousness. As we grow, if we choose self-awareness, following internal direction to find our way, we continue to walk the truth path. If we choose self-consciousness, focusing on externals, we're in the gutters. As skilled as we may become at bowling, if we lose focus, get cocky, or rely on habit, The gutters are always there, and we will end up in them. This is the same for the truth path. Any moment we stop paying attention, give in to surface emotions or self-conscious thoughts, or go through our day mindlessly, we're in the gutters. No one can make you keep to the truth path and stay out of the gutters. The choice to live or to suffer, as always, is yours. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, I I really have to smile when uh, analogies or you know, parallel stories are made and comparing bowling to walking the truth path and gutters. Um, this means that in any kind of activity, if you have something, some activities are more conducive to giving you a teaching 
thing. If you're doing formal, it's nice to have formal quiet for reflection or formal sitting meditation. Um, so your type of activity is important in affecting your mental state. But your attitude that you have, that you bring toward any activity, is important. Just like the coldness versus the, you know, the umea bud, there's the outside and the inside, and there's the self in the environment. And um, it's interesting how we could see the teaching that's always trying to tell us no matter what you're doing, you could increase and you could wake up, you could awaken your awareness within that activity. All of it can be related to Dharma teachings with the right kind of awareness and creativity. And in fact, I thought I'd mention Shirlene Soyo. Soyo, soul is the Chinese character for creative. She has a very creative mind. Okay? So she's a creative son. I was also um, reminded when I heard this, listened to this Dharma glimpse, the truth path. Um, the path with the capital P means a spiritual path and path is a nice word because even more so than the way usually capital W-A-Y but the path automatically means you're walking (laughs) your journey the way suggests that too, okay. But I think the path um, really has that sense of traveling. And how do you become a truth seeker? How do you travel on this on, you, on this path? Okay, we might call it we might just call it a Buddhist path. But it's also when you say you, you travel, that means you're not just talking about um, something on a map, but you're walking it. And it's your journey, personal too. And um, the idea of a path, walking, uh, and in the Dharma Glimpse, it talks about gutters. Okay, you go off the path, you lose your focus, or you, you know, kind of reminded me of uh, another person who was talking about. In fact, I think I think this article was in one of our newsletters a long time ago. Um, my son Tate, who was walking in uh, some kind of garden and he saw a sign that said, please stay on the path. You know, he thought about 
path with a capital P, spiritual path. So we have to remember that in the midst of our all of our activities, don't forget what's truly important, the spiritual aspects of one's life. This is what it means staying on the path means. Don't forget spiritual values and attitudes and awareness in one's own life. He saw this sign, which was the park sign, which is very common. You know, they can't have people tromping around on the flowers and off the path. But he thought it was a nice reminder. And and then it also struck him that it says, please stay on the path. And then it says, thank you. I mean, this is not saying stay on a path. I mean, it's such a gentle, open, supportive instruction, suggestion. Uh, it's more inviting, in a sense, that way, instead of sort of an emotional reaction you would have when someone says, stay on our path, <laughs> you dummy, you know, but just, please stay on the path. So thank you. Your inner teacher is whispering this and how to live, and how to be aware, how to be grateful. Um, so maybe Shirley Soyo was thinking about when she goes bowling and saw this uh, connection to the spiritual path, and it reminded me also that, um, you know, Subculturally, subculturally, meaning Japanese Americans, um, the second generation or Nisei, they were very big into bowling. Okay. And bowling alleys were the very uh, kind of like a social gathering place. Bowling leagues were very common. And so bowling was a very popular pastime. Um, And uh, so I thought of that in terms of such a common activity for Japanese Americans and to take a, to have the, the sort of insight to, to look at such a, things we do all the time to associate it with, personalize it, and creatively see a teaching there. And when you have this, Umer-like, plum blossom-like power within you, you could see the teachings all over the place and all kinds of activities. When you're walking in the in the garden, or bowling, when you're cooking, when you're driving, Yes, indeed. Before concluding today, 
puns. So, so I remembered today. So just before we close, I want to share the three puns for levity, for smiles. Okay. First one is when you get a bladder infection, you're in trouble. <laughs> okay. Number two, pencils are pointless. And number three, I dropped out of communism class because of lousy marks. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a very beautiful day. Thank you.